If you're ready to revamp your summer wardrobe so that you are ready for the warm and sunny weather that is right around the corner, right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I absolutely love everything that is always recommended to me in my armoire closet, and then I get to pick what I actually want to be sent to me. I personally have loved using armoire to find my style again after having babies, after my body has changed so much. And one thing that I've really loved is finding a style of jeans that I like. I got these Madewell jeans in my last order, and I love the way they fit my body. And I also love knowing that I can feel good about sending them back and giving them another life with someone else who's renting them and I can try new things in my next shipment because I always do feel guilty if I'm constantly buying more and more to find the styles that I like and I might think that I'm going to return them but I typically end up not doing so even if I don't like them it's just a hassle to do so armoire really allows you to just rent clothing for any occasion and then send it back whenever you are done with it. Everything from a date night to a conference to even athletic clothes. Your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you for using armoire. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. And never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of roles, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you and that you're already enough just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and today I'm talking with my guest, Tanya Dalton, all about white space and adding white space to our schedules as an integral part of a productive day. Before we go there, I just want to ask that if you're enjoying Minimalish, would you head to iTunes and leave it a positive rating or review if you have an extra few minutes to do so? I am super thankful for you each time you do. It just helps the show be more visible so that other amazing women can stumble upon it and join us in the fun each week. Okay, so I'm so absolutely excited to share today's interview with you. Like I said, my guest today is Tanya Dalton. She is the author of The Joy of Missing Out, which just came out yesterday. 
And she's a productivity expert, a writer, a speaker. She's the founder of Inkwell Press Productivity Company, which is a company centered around productivity tools and training. And like I said, she just released her first book. Tanya's messages about productivity and the pursuit of passion have impacted thousands of women and inspired her to launch a podcast, Productivity Paradox, which is also a great listen. So definitely check that one out. And she's been featured in some amazing places like Real Simple and HGTV, just to name a few. And I was so grateful to get to sit down and chat with her because when I think of productivity, it kind of makes me feel nervous. Like I am not the most productive person in the world. And when I think of a productive person, I think of someone who gets it all done and has a perfectly tidy house at all times and has somehow just completely checked off every work task in their day. Plus their kids are perfectly behaved and never complain. And like this is what I think when I think of productivity. And because of that, because I know that's not a real picture and that's not possible, I usually stay away from that word. So when I stumbled upon Tanya's message and I saw that it was not that at all and that real productivity does not look like that, I was hooked. And I know that you will be too. So my conversation with Tanya is packed full of encouragement and permission to let go of the idea that you have to do it all to be worthy or to be productive. Let's dive in, friend. Okay, well, I'm so excited today to be talking with Tanya Dalton. So before we really jump into our conversation, Tanya, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I like to say that I'm a wife and a mother and a CEO of uh, Inkwell Press Productivity Co. I'm a podcaster, I'm an author, and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So (laughs) all the things we talk about in the book do apply to me as well. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm preaching preaching to myself at times, but I am. Um, I basically I run a business that is really focused on helping women live productively, and by productivity I mean not about doing more. I really think it's about doing what's most important. So really figuring out what is the tasks, what are the things in your life that are truly your priorities, and then creating a life around that. I really think that too often we are running ourselves ragged, checking a thousand things off our to-do list, slipping into bed at night thinking, why didn't I get more done? Feeling unsatisfied and unsuccessful. And so that's really why I do what I do because I want women to feel good. I want them to feel successful at the end of their days. And so I provide the tools and the training to make that happen because I think life is far too short to not enjoy every single minute of it. Yeah, I love that mission so much. And ever since I kind of discovered you through, I think I found you through Instagram, actually. And then I listened to your podcast. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like you have so much joy. And your tips are so practical and practical and helpful. And I have been just loving diving into all that you do. So thank um, you. We're going to focus in on the idea of productivity in white space because this podcast, as you know, focuses a little bit on minimalism, realistic minimalism, and I think what you do applies so well. And Mm -hmm. I love that in your book, you talk about both productivity and white space, because I think sometimes when we think of productivity, we think it means we have to be doing more. We have to be running around like crazy, getting a thousand things done. Yeah. That's a... That's one of the ways I think that a lot of people look at productivity, and I, I obviously look at it from a very different point of view. 
Yeah. So I can't wait to dive into that topic. First, we need to talk a little bit about your book because it, when this comes out, it will have come out the day before. So anyone listening can go grab it right now. And I really want to hear just what is your mission behind it and your goal in writing it. And it's called the joy of missing out. So, you know, what is that acronym? What is JOMO? What does that mean? Yeah. Tell me all about that. So I wanted to write this book for several reasons. It's really, I feel like it's like my love letter to women to say, you are capable of living the life that you truly want and you deserve to live that life. And so often we hear from people this raw, raw statement of, you know, oh, you can do it. It's so inspirational and motivational. And then you close the cover of the book or you turn the podcast episode off and you think, I'm so inspired. Now what? And I never want to leave people thinking, all right, well, that sounds good, but how do I really implement that in my own life? So I really wanted to create something that was truly actionable, something that was full of strategies so that you could actually start making your ideal day truly your everyday. And, you know, for me, I have created a business for myself. My husband works for me. He's my CMO. I'm the CEO. I've created this life for myself that really is centered around my priorities. The things that are most important to me are the center point of every single day and everything that I do. And people ask me, how do you do that? How can you, how do you do all these different things and yet still really have that white space and have that time? And so I, first of all, tell them, well, first of all, I don't do it all. I don't do it all. I actively choose to say no to things and I say yes to the yeses that are right for me. So that makes a really big difference. But I wanted to answer that question of how do you do that? Because I truly believe that there is, you know, nothing special or unique about me in the fact that I'm able to do this because I think all women have the ability to live that life they truly want. It's just that maybe you don't know how or you've tried productivity systems in the past and they've completely failed you because they were so rigid and we think that we have to wrap our life around the system. We think that we have to twist and turn and bend ourselves to fit these rigid systems and I think it should be just exactly the opposite. It should be you and your priorities in the middle. Everything is centered around that and then let's customize and create a productivity system designed for you. So I've, I've walked women through the four steps that we go through in the book. I've taught that in courses to women in all walks of life, in all stages, you know, from all over the world. And I see them having these light bulb moments and these transformations in their life. And I wanted to make that accessible for everyone. I wanted every woman to feel like, you know what? I am going to let go of busy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop feeling like I have to be busy every day. And I'm instead going to choose to focus on what matters most. And I really understand, too, that, yes, it's nice to have a priority-centered life. It's nice to be intentional, but you still got to do laundry. still got to pay the bills. still got to mow the grass. You still have to do all those other things. So how do you make that happen? That's what we walk through in the book. And so that's what I wanted. I wanted to give women a field guide of this is how you can make this work for you. And so that's truly the heart behind The Joy of Missing Out, the book, is because I truly believe there is joy in our daily lives. It's there already. It's just waiting to be had. But we're so busy filling our days, we're missing out on it. We're, we're missing. It's passing us by. And when we think about the ideal day, when we think about our dream life, when we're in the shower or when we're, you know, waiting for our coffee to brew in the morning, there's a lot of amazing things in it. But there's also a lot of things that are missing. The feeling of being stretched too thin, the, the obligations of saying yes to things you don't really love, but because you felt guilty, the feeling of stress and busyness, those things are missing. There's joy in those missing pieces. Let's choose to miss out on that 
and really focus our days on what matters most. Yeah, I, I love that concept. And I love the idea of just even, you know, how you encourage women to just actually think about their ideal day. Because I think so often, especially when, you know, as women, whether we're moms or not, a lot of us have that, that want and feel like we need to take care of all the people around us. And, yes. and we don't often think of ourselves and what our ideal day would be. And when it comes down to it, we have to take care of that piece too. Oh. Absolutely. There's, and right now there's this whole glorification of busy that if we are not busy, we feel like we are somehow failing, that we're not doing enough, that we need to be doing more. And I think really by nature, most women are givers. We love to give, we give, we give, we give, and we feel guilty getting. And so we feel that carving out time for our priorities, carving out space for ourselves, that is somehow selfish. And truly, when you think about it though, the things that are your priorities really are to the benefit of the people that you love. You know, if, you're, if your goal is to, to start a business, it's probably because you want to be able to create a better life for your family, right? Mm. So a lot of what we really want for ourselves really does benefit far beyond ourselves. But the other thing I think we, we forget is that we need to inhale so we can exhale. We have to actively give ourselves rest, give ourselves space so we can give ourselves fully to the things that are important to us. If we don't give to ourselves fully, how can we give to others? There's nothing in there to give. We run out. So I really believe that that is part of, of why this is so important with the whole joy of missing out because we need to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others even better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it so much and I am diving into your book right now and I'm I'm just absolutely loving it. I feel like I'm having so many, I don't know, light bulb moments reading through it. So <laughs> I highly it. I love it. Highly recommend it to anyone listening in right now. Okay, well, we are going to focus in on productivity and white space and get really practical here. So, I want to know what does that look like that productivity doesn't mean doing more? Um, and how do we, how do we define our, define our value outside of busy? Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's dangerous that we are glorifying busy? Well, I think it's dangerous that we're glorifying busy because busy doesn't necessarily mean happy. It doesn't mean joyful. It doesn't mean excited. It doesn't mean all it, it doesn't mean anything positive. Let's be honest. All it means is that you're running yourself ragged. And if you're so busy filling your days, are you creating space to fill your soul? Are you creating space to really nurture the things that are truly driving you forward? So you asked that question of what does that look like to create white space? It's that whole idea of we get caught up in this idea of quantity, that I want to do as much as I possibly can. Because if I do more, that means that I am creating more. I'm doing more good. I'm doing, right? More doesn't necessarily mean more. Less means more. So think of it this way. If you were to take 50 steps in 50 different directions, where would you end up? Mm. Maybe the same place, maybe further behind. Who knows? Because you're going in 50 different directions. But instead, if you chose to take five steps, five steps in one central direction, moving forward, one, two, three, four, five, where do you end up? Well, you end up closer to where you want to go, right? Yeah. So we think we want 50, but really we want five. 
it is not about quantity. It truly is about quality. It's the deeper work. It's the bigger work. It's the work that's important. That's when we end our days and our head hits the pillow and we feel satisfied. We feel like, you know what? Today was a good day. Because I'm going to be honest, far too many women in their days thinking they didn't do enough. We want to have more days where we feel like, huh, that felt good. I mean, when was the last time you went to bed and thought to yourself, well done today. You did great. I can guarantee it's been far too long because if it's been more than a day or two, you're setting yourself up for failure because you are, you're trying to cram so much in your day. It's just unachievable from the very start. And that is so defeating. And that's why we don't find that happiness and joy because we're so busy chasing busy, essentially. And instead, let's choose those five steps. Let's really center in on what is truly important to us because that's when we're going to make the difference. That's when we're going to make the impact. You know, if, if you take 50 steps about 50 different causes, that's just a little bit by little bit by little bit. But if you take five steps forward towards one cause that's important to you or one project or one goal or whatever it is, you are going to get closer to achieving that. It's the depth of what you're doing. It's the quality not the quantity. That wins hands down every single time. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And exactly what you said, when we do end our days feel, and I can say this from personal experience, when, when I end my day feeling like, okay, I just, I don't know, overwhelmed, tired, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe anxious about all that I didn't get done. It's because I put a million things in, on my list or I just have a million things swirling in my brain that I think I need to be getting done to get somewhere. And I think that's, that's the problem is that busy is glorified and we think, okay, well, I have whatever, however many hours you're awake in your day, like 14, 16 hours, you think, oh, I should be spending all of this, yes, you know, getting stuff done. I want to thank today's sponsor, Family Album. Recently, when we celebrated my daughter's second birthday, and after I took about a million pictures, thankfully, I discovered a new way to store them and share them with my family. Family Album is a free app that helps you save, share, and remember the special moments in your child's life. And it makes sharing your child's photos and videos a fun experience. When I invited my mom into the album that I had created for my daughter, she texted me immediately and said, it's so cute. And we were even scrolling through it together the other day when she was over. I just absolutely love the way that Family Album creates video collages and photo collages to make these beautiful layouts that just make looking back even more special. Plus, the app gives you unlimited storage so you can upload as many photos as you want. And I know I personally have so many photos of my daughter, so this is perfect. Once you invite your family members to view the photo album, they get notified when you upload pictures and videos so they won't miss any precious moments as well. It also automatically organizes your photos by date and month, and I personally love that I can just swipe from month to month and relive all of my memories with my daughter. Honestly, Family Album just makes sharing these memories with family, scrolling through the pictures, looking through the months of memories upon memories. It just makes it all an even more beautiful experience. What I love most about the app is the one second movie feature and I honestly teared up when I saw this video that was created from the photos I uploaded for the first time. The best part is it's completely free to use Plus, it is an ad-free experience. To download Family Album on the Google Play or Apple App Store, search for Family Album, all one word. That's Family Album, all one word. All right, friend, let's get back to the show.
So what does true productivity look like if it's not just about getting a lot done? It really is centering on what is the most important things to you. So this is your priorities, your passion, your purpose. In the book, we talk about this concept of the North Star, which is your your mission, your vision, and your core values. So that answers why you do what you do. It answers the question of where it is you want to go, and then how do you want to get there? Each one of those parts answers that. And so when we're being truly productive, we're allowing our North Star to guide us. We're allowing our our mission, which is why we do what we do. You know, I do it because I want to help women. I do this because this is to the benefit of children. I do this because why do you do what you do? And then knowing where you're going. I mean, think about it. If you get in your car and you're like, I'm just going to drive. You don't know where you're going. You're not going to get to your destination Mm -hmm. because you don't know where you're going. So knowing where you're going is really powerful. And then having those core values of how you're going to get there, that gives you that framework. So when we have this North Star that guides us, that acts as our filter of what are the tasks and the opportunities and the projects that we do want to say yes to. What are the things that we want to filter out and choose to say no to? Because here's the truth. Every day we are, you know, we are presented with choices. We have choices every single day. Do I want to say yes to this? Do I want to say no? Do I want to take this on or do I not want to do this? We are, we are presented with choices and we think that we're not. But we can have ownership over our day. Even when you tell yourself you don't, because maybe you have an overbearing boss or you have you know, a spouse with a busy schedule or you've got whatever it is, we are making choices throughout our day to pick up the minutia, to pick up the things that are adding clutter and noise to our lives. So that's one of the things we walk through in the book is how do you figure out truly what is important versus what is unimportant? Because it's really hard to prioritize when everything feels like a priority, isn't it? We think every task on our list is important and they're not. So really understanding how do we make this work? Because I know what people are thinking. They're thinking, oh, well, that sounds well and good to do five steps every day, but I've got way too much going on. And I'm going to tell you right now that there's a solid chunk of things that you're doing in your day you could get rid of and still move forward in that mission and that vision and that core value to get to that North Star you really want. In fact, getting rid of a lot of that clutter and that noise in your life is going to allow you to get there faster and get there in a way that has joy, that has meaning. And so that's, that's what I want to give. I want to give those tools to make that happen. Yeah. And I think it's so important that we do define what is that North star. So I love that you put that in there because it's so it is, it's easy to say like, okay, there are things in your day that can be taken out, but then it can easily be a question of like, okay, well, what, what do I take out of my day? Right. Yes. Yes. You definitely have to define that because, or when we have the role of motherhood, Mm -hmm. I feel like for some reason we all of a sudden take on a million other roles. Like we think then that means, okay, we have to be the sole person to take care of our home. We have to be Mm -hmm. the only person that's going to do the laundry and we have to be the only person that's going to tote our kids around to where they need to get to. And we take on everything. And then it's like, okay, well, how, how do I just, decide what, what I can let go of or what I can ask for help for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that especially as moms, we feel like, because I know, because I'm a mom myself, I started my very first business with $50 with two children playing literally at my feet. Yeah. And, and so I, I understand that I've been a stay at home mom. I've been a work at home mom. I've been a full-time working mom. I've, I've worn a lot of those hats. <laughs> a lot of those yeah. hats. 
So I totally get that because I, I mean, I feel like they hand you that baby and they hand you over a nice big bag full of mom guilt that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we're supposed to do everything for our family and we're supposed to do all the lifting. We think we're supposed to be the cruise director and that we have to be in charge of all the things. And so we talk about this in this book. We talk about the idea of how do we get it so we get our team members on board. And, and by team members, I mean your family because your family is a team. Yes, if you work in an office, you might have a team at the office, but you also have a team at home. And we need to be leaning on each other more. It's okay not to be the only person in charge of doing laundry for crying out loud. You know, we walk through actually in the... Um, I think it's in the third section, how I brought my kids in to start doing laundry. And we, I talk about how I went through the whole process, starting when they were little teeny tiny littles, you know, at the age of like three years old. And now I'm at the point where, you know, who does the kids laundry? My kids do it themselves <laughs> because we've stepped into that over time. So we have to do away with this whole concept that if I'm not giving everything to my family, I'm not giving them anything because it's not true you know, really, what are the things that are most meaningful for your family that you could truly pour yourself fully into? You know, I can guarantee you right now, it's not laundry. So it's okay to share the, share the load, to bring your team members in, to lift each other up. I think that, especially as women, we feel like, you know, asking for help or having other people help us is a burden. And I want to, I want you to reframe how you think about that. Because think about when you have a good friend who needs help, who's struggling with something. You are so quick to go in there and help them. And how do you feel afterwards? I mean, I think most of us will say, it felt so good to help my friend out. It felt amazing. I was so happy to be there for her. Well, when you ask for help, isn't that what you're giving to other people? I truly believe allowing others to lift us up is a gift you can give because it brings them on board with your team. When you have your children help you out, when you say, you know what? Mom's got a lot going on this week. I need you to help by doing X, Y, and Z. You know what that does for your child? That makes your child feel, first of all, more like a grown-up, which you know they love. Mm. Makes them more independent. It creates them, you know, this idea that I'm able and I'm capable of doing things. But the other huge benefit is it brings them on your team. It makes them feel like they're an active member. Otherwise, life is happening to them, not with them. So bring your kids on board. Let them be a part of that conversation. Truly, that is when we deepen those relationships. And that's when our teams become stronger. Yeah. And I can see, I mean, toddlers are, I feel like, want to help innately. And I have a toddler right now. And, yes. But I can see the joy <laughs> that she has whenever she gets to help and whenever I ask her to help. And I think that whenever we, like you said, how you taught your kids slowly how to do the laundry, yes. you taught them a valuable life lesson that is going to be so much more valuable for them down the oh my gosh. than I, just doing it for them all the time. Yes, because if I did their laundry for them all the time, they would leave my nest and not be able to fly. Yeah. My goal as their mother is to give them the tools so when they leave my nest, they don't just fly, they soar. I want them to feel capable. I want them to feel independent. I want them to feel like I am able to do this. And I think if we stop looking at delegation as delegation and chose to see delegation as development instead, that it's an opportunity to allow our children to grow into the people we want them to be, which is, I think for most of us, responsible adults one day who contribute to society. If we start looking at delegation that way, isn't that a benefit? That's a benefit to you and to them. 
really, again, bringing your team members in helps everybody. And especially it does really does help you. And okay, let's get to the truth of the matter. When you're working with a toddler, yeah, it takes longer. Sure. I could sort the laundry in like two minutes and it takes us 10 instead, but we need to look at that as an investment. A little bit of an investment now really does pay off in dividends in the future. Right. And I know for me, if I don't let her help and if I don't take a longer time doing things, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing it while she's asleep. And that's not what I want to do while she's asleep. That's, that's not my North I can, Star. <laughs> I can guarantee you when your daughter is napping, you're not like, Ooh, I get to do laundry. Yeah. Right? But right. if you were able to do something that was truly meaningful to you, that time would be, you know, so valuable and really helping you get closer to that North star. Let's get that to run on autopilot a little bit more. And we talk about how to make that happen automatically with less thinking. Let's stop stressing about laundry. Let's start thinking about the big things that really are important. Right. Because I mean, when it comes down to it, like it just has to get done. So in a way, like it's important. We can't just let it go, but there are ways to make it so it's not taking up all our time. So yes, yes. And taking that time that we really could be using to focus on things that are maybe more fulfilling to us. But it is true. Those things still do need to happen. And when they get neglected, that's when they become these urgent fires that add stress to us, to our lives and everything else. So really getting them so that we're not thinking about them, that they're running on autopilot by creating these systems for ourselves. That's when we're freeing up our brain space. Because we, we literally have a limited number of calories that our brain can burn each day. An interesting fact is our brain is one-fiftieth of our body, yet it burns one-fifth of our calories every day. So every time that you're going, oh, I need to think about laundry. Oh, I need to think about laundry. Oh, wait, have I done the laundry? When's the last time I did laundry? Do I have any clean clothes? Every time you're burning calories. Well, eventually your brain runs out of calories because you've been thinking about laundry. And we get to the end of our day, and I can guarantee we've all had this. Where you get to the end of your day after a a day that's been kind of stressful with lots of decisions and it's time for dinner and you can't think of a single thing that you make. And even if you were to go out to a restaurant, you can't even think of a single restaurant to go to. That's because we have decision fatigue. Our brain has literally run out of calories and it has has to prioritize. It wants to keep your heart beating and your, your lungs breathing. So it stops making decisions. So we can choose. We can use our brain power thinking about laundry or... We can use your brain power for your goals, for your dreams, for your passion projects, for the things that are truly important to you, the causes, the, the people. That's where we really want to spend our brain power. So let's make that happen. And systems, that, that makes that, that happen. Yeah, that's so good. I didn't know that. And that is a really fun fact because I definitely <laughs> have felt that before. I've suffered from decision fatigue, especially at dinner time. Dinner time is just that yes. time. Everyone's suffering dinner time. Everyone's. Well, this is why, you know, when you go shopping and at the end of the day, you're more likely to splurge on the more expensive items or you're willing to get, you know, three pairs of shoes when really you only need to get one pair of shoes because your brain is tired and it's, it's made decisions all day long and it's out of calories. So that decision fatigue, that feeling of being brain dead, it's true and it's real and it's, it's scientifically proven. So Let's, let's choose where we want to spend those calories. Yeah, so good. Okay, so I want to talk about white space a little bit. Um, what does that look like to be productive, but actually, I guess, white space maybe as part of productivity? If you want to give a personal example to kind of illustrate that, what does that look sure. like? Sure. 
Well, really, a lot of that white space comes with the idea of taking breaks because we think that we have to muscle through, that we're, we should be blocking off these three and four hour chunks of time to tackle our big work. And quite frankly, that's not how your brain works. So when you try to do that, you're working against your brain and you're, you're wearing your brain out. So we have this rhythm in our bodies. Everyone has it, men, women, children, adults, doesn't matter who you are. It's within your circadian rhythm. So we've probably all heard of circadian rhythm, which is our sleep cycles and our awake cycles. Within that is your ultradian rhythm, which is this cycle of alertness and focus for your brain. And then it peaks and then it dips back down. And then we have another period of alertness and awareness and attention. And then it peaks and then it goes back down. So these cycles are like 90 to 120 minutes. So an hour and a half to maybe two hours. And after that, your brain needs to take a break. Your brain needs to heal. It needs to recover. Very similar to how when you're working out, you have to rest in between reps or you have to rest in between, you know, circuits. We don't think twice about doing that for our bodies, but we think our brain should be working at full capacity all the time. And it's just not how your brain works. So you have a block of time, 90 to 120 minutes, where you're doing some deeper work. Then you need to have 20 minutes of just white space, a break, something that feels good to you. So things that are truly a break are things like a food break, taking, having a little snack, maybe visiting with a friend or a coworker, doodling on a notepad. You know, think about the things that are truly things that you enjoy if you're a creative person. Maybe you want to doodle for a little bit of time, or maybe you wanna watch a YouTube video on an artist technique. That counts too. Really taking this white space, these little breaks throughout your day, allows your brain to work at its highest capacity, to really be effective with your time, but it also fulfills your needs, right? When we're taking breaks that just are scrolling through our phone on Facebook or you know Instagram, because that's our default, when you finish that, are you feeling better? Now, if you are, great, but if you're not, that's not really a good break. You're wearing yourself out. So let's choose to do things that have, you know, a little bit of a bonus in there that they feel good. So it could be taking a walk. For me, a nice break is reading a chapter of a book. I'll work on a project for an hour and a half, and then I'll stop and read a chapter of my book. And then I'll go back to working on that project or another project for another, you know, maybe an hour for my next chunk. And then I'll take a break. Maybe I'll go for a walk outside. But that is really what's going to make us work more effectively. This idea that we have to push through and we have to muscle through every hour of the day because if we're not doing we're not achieving and we we're confusing this idea of accomplishment with achievement that, that if we're if we're you know actively doing something then we're achieving something and that's not true if we're not giving our brain these breaks if we're not giving our brain this white space from time to time then we're really causing our brain to wear itself out even faster so um i really love to encourage people to create this space in their day and I think a lot of times people think that's, you know, this idea of self-care is things like having a mud mask or getting a manicure pedicure. And yeah, those work, but there's so many other ways that you can fulfill your needs beyond that. It looks different for everyone. So really finding things that are meaningful to you that allow your, your brain some space to really just explore and play. Because here's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. When we give our brain this white space, we end up solving a lot of the problems that we've been struggling with. You know, we come up with creative solutions because our brain is still working on whatever tasks we've had before, but it's in the background and it stops filtering. So more creative solutions come to the forefront of our brain. That's why you find your best ideas in the shower. 
or when driving in your car, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not forcing our brain to work on something. It's still working in the background and it stopped filtering and can come up with more innovative solutions. Yeah, that's so good. I can, I think whenever I think of breaks, like I honestly just think of the things that I will tell myself when I feel like I'm feeling a little bit frantic, like I'm doing, I'm definitely doing too much or at least trying to expect too much of myself. I just think of the things that I come up with in my day, like, oh, I really want to do that. And I like put it on my list of like, like it's something I actually want to do. Like I like to do my own nails. I really enjoy doing it. If I realize that it's been like a week and my nails aren't done, I'm not making time for white space because it's one of the first things that yes. I want to do in my free time. It feels, it feels a need inside of you, right? Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Right. And that. it's, it's funny because we won't have free time in our day unless we plan oh, for it and you make have it. To actively carve out that space. It's not going to magically appear. If you don't plan for it and you don't create that space, it's not going to happen. But here's the truth. We think that these periods of rest are a reward for great work, but truly it's a requirement for great work to happen. We have to give ourselves that white space. We need to give ourselves breaks. We need to give ourselves that ability to, to rest our brains and even our bodies from time to time to really do the great work. That's what's going to make that great work happen. I love that mindset shift of just requirement versus reward. That's, yes. that's really good. Okay. So if you have any kind of last encouragements or action steps towards either finding that white space in our days or just moving from having that feeling, because I think that idea of joy of missing out, when I think of that, it's mm -hmm. like the opposite of that feeling of fear of missing out. Yes. So, yes. so how do we move? How do we move towards all these things that we've been talking about, what are some steps that you can think of? Yes. So what I would tell you, first of all, is let's start with that white space idea. Let's think about how could you put some white space in today? Not tomorrow, not next week. What could you do today to carve out, let's just say a 15 minute block for yourself. Let's start small because here's the thing. We think to make change, we have to have these giant movements and it's all this work. Let's start small because small steps give us the first steps. And that's the momentum we need because we'll start to build it off of that. So let's start by today. Where can you plug in a 15 minute break for yourself? Doing something that has meaning for you, whether that's painting your nails, you know, and making those look good. Or maybe it's like I said, doodling on a notepad, or maybe it's writing. You know, if you're a creative writer, maybe that's something that's really meaningful for you. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to block off Let's do like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of project time. And then I want you to go ahead and put, plug this into your calendar. Put it in to your calendar so it's physically there like an appointment, just like you would with a doctor or your hairdresser, someone that you would not flake out on. You wouldn't just no-show them, right? This is an appointment with you. Lock in that 15-minute break with something that's meaningful to you. And then I want you to stop and I want you to think after that break, how do you feel? Do you feel rejuvenated? Do you feel energized? Do you feel, you know, do you feel better? And I think you'll see, okay, this has made a big difference. I'm ready to get back to work. And you'll notice that your attention is back on track and you're ready to go. So once you see that, let's start building on it. So let's do 15 minutes today and let's plan to do 15 minutes tomorrow. And then the next day, let's plan to do two blocks of 15 minutes. And then let's build on that for a while. And then let's, let's bump it up to 20 minutes. And then I want you to start just putting these breaks in your day. And I truly want you to schedule it. 
I want you to put it in, especially if you have a shared calendar that other people have access to. And here's a trick, mark it down as a meeting. Don't mark it down as white space time because people think, oh, I can impose on that. They say meeting for some reason, no one will impose on that time. So mark it on your calendar, whether that's a shared calendar at work or your calendar at home, put it in there, keep it true to what you really wanna do. Make those breaks meaningful and I want you to pay attention to how you feel because I think you're truly going to notice a difference. Yeah, that's so good. And I, that kind of a question popped up in my mind with that. I would love to hear, what does it look like to have white space with our kids around? Is that, is mm -hmm. that a thing? Because oh, I, I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, you know what, back to that whole idea of, of training our kids, uh, you know, to be productive with having them help with our chores. When we role model for our children, what it looks like to create that space for yourself, that teaches them to do that in their own lives. And isn't that a benefit? So I think too, if you reframe it and think of it that way, that I'm role modeling for them, what it looks like to, to have a good day, to, to set up our days for success, that really is powerful. And um, so I'll give you an example of what one of the things that I love to do with my kids when my kids were home. So I was a stay-at-home mom for um, a big chunk of time when my kids were were toddlers, or at least when Jack was a toddler, when Kate was a toddler, I was, uh, I had started my first business. But um, what I would do is after lunch every day, you know, I would have a little uh, work time where I would work, we would work on something and then we would do quiet family reading time. And we would literally, the entire family would sit. And if my husband was home from work, cause that was back when my husband had a corporate job, he would work, he would sit with us too. And everybody would read in the family, quietly read to themselves. Now, when my kids were too little to be able to read, they had picture books. And they would look through and maybe they had sticker books and those kinds of things. But everybody gave themselves that break. And then after that break, we would pick it up and we would go on with our day. So there's lots of little ways that you can incorporate kids into your white space. I think so often we think kids, it can make it more difficult. Bring them in. Bring them into the conversation. Have them like, what, what would feel good to you? you know? and, and really, one of the things that I implemented with my kids when they were really little was quiet room time. So yeah, you, a lot of people do like a nap time. You can do a nap time, but what about quiet room time? This is your time that you can, you know, and maybe have special toys that you set out for them. That's what I did. I had special toys that were only for quiet room time. And that was their time to have a break by themselves to play with those special toys while mommy went and did her thing. So think about different ways. Think outside the box. Yeah. And I think too that I see a lot of times that my daughter needs that too. Like, well, they our do. Kids just need like we do. Too. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, that ultradian rhythm that we talked about—it is in men, women, children, adults, senior citizens. We all have it. It's just part of how our how bodies naturally work. Yeah, so good. Well, thank you for that. And we're gonna get to two questions that I ask every guest, but I don't want to forget to ask this. So, where can our listeners find you, and where can they find the book? Yes. So the book is available really anywhere books are sold. Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, Target. In fact, if you, here's a little fun fact. If you go to Target, I am going to be on the video wall of all the Targets so in the fun. United States. I know. Isn't that the craziest thing? And I think that's what gets me so excited because I truly believe the joy of missing out is, is more than a book. It's a movement to have us let go of busy and step into those days that we truly are designed for and the days that we deserve. So, um, so that's such an exciting part of that. So you can buy it anywhere books are sold. You could also go to my website, which is joyofmissingout.com for information on where to find it. And you can find me 
at tanyadalton.com. So Tanya with an O and a Y, so tanyadalton.com. You can find links to my podcast. You can find links to my Tanya TV episodes where I go and I show you exactly how I do team planning with my own family and how I do all those different things that we talked about. And then you can also find links to my um, Inkwell Press site, which is where I sell the tools like the planners and all of that. Um, so yeah, tanyadalton.com is a great place to find me. That's awesome. And it's so exciting that you're going to be on that video wall because... Oh my gosh, pinch me, right? Yeah. And this this message is so important and it's so it's so different than what we've been hearing. You know, I feel like there, obviously there are people saying it that less is more, less is more. And, but mostly we're getting the more is oh, more hustle, message. Hustle, and that's hustle. why, yeah. And yep. that's why mm-hmm. it's, it hustle feels hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, okay. Well, I have two questions that I ask every guest. The first one is what is something you're simplifying right now? So one of the things I'm simplifying right now is my freezer meals and how I'm doing that with my meal planning, because I knew that I was coming up to a crazy season in my life with the book coming out and, and all yeah. of that. So I've really been, um, working on creating a simplified way to create freezer meals so that we can really easily eat healthy meals at home without having to eat out all the time when, um, when things are crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's what I've been working on. That's awesome. Do you have any like resources or do you find recipes on Pinterest or how do you find them? I've done some research on Pinterest and I have a couple of cookbooks that are focused on freezer meals that I have found really helpful. Um, and then I've been really like understanding and trying to understand how, like watching little different videos on how to use my food saver to make sure that I'm saving things the right way. So I'm not doing all that work and then, you know, having food that's not edible. Yeah. That's been really helpful. Yeah. I just, I had to ask because I feel like that is definitely of interest to people of where you might be finding those resources. Well, the the automations that we talk about in section three, that's become one of the automations for me is that Sunday afternoon, every other week, I'm doing some sort of freezer meal prep, freezer meal planning. So I do that every other um, Sunday and that has made it so I'm not worrying about it. I'm doing it on a regular basis and it becomes automatic. It's that taking the thinking out of it. I love that. Okay. And then my last question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? Oh, I think that's obvious. The JOMO movement, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the joy of missing out. I am so excited and on fire for this message. I really do believe that it is, it is time for us as women to come together to support and encourage one another and to, to drop this burden of busy, to let it go and really live the life that we, we are meant to have. I, I do 100% believe that your ideal day can be your everyday because that's what my everydays are like. And if I can do it, you can do it as well. Yeah. Well, I love that message so much. That is something that I have felt like I've wanted to tell people as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's actually possible to decide what you want for your days and, and move towards it. And I think your systems for it that you share in the book are just incredible. So I highly 100% recommend it. (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot to me because that's really what I want. I want women to feel like they close that cover of the book and they're like, I am ready to take action. I'm ready. I know what I want to do next. So that makes me incredibly happy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and having this conversation. It has just been so great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. 
All right, that conversation was just such a good one. If you enjoyed it, if it spoke to you in some way, if it moved you in some way, if it called you to action in some way, could you please share it with a friend or share it on Instagram? Make sure you tag me when you do. Share it wherever you want to share it. That helps invite other women in to this community, and I'm so grateful every single time that you do. I loved talking to Tanya, and... I am so excited for her that her book is out. It just launched yesterday, and I don't know if you could tell, but I definitely could see her. I could see her face-to-face in this interview, and she believes in this message so strongly, and her passion for this message is contagious. I could tell that while talking to her, but you can tell it in the you can see it in the pages of her book. Honestly, it is such a freeing message, and I really hope that you take the time to check her book out. I love so much that the integral part of Tanya's message is just to empower women to create a life that they love. And the first step of that is just believing that it is possible. As we were talking, I just realized that our messages have so much in common, at least when it comes to that part of it, because I also am so passionate about this fact that we have control over our days and we have control over our time. And it doesn't mean it's easy to actually take that control. Sometimes the easier way out is just to let life happen to us. But when it comes down to it, that's not actually easy either. That only gets us to a place where we're waking up, not excited for our days, and even dreading what's ahead of us. And I know there are so many circumstances in life that are uncontrollable that can lead us to that place, but I'm talking about the controllable circumstances. And I think if you look at your life right now and you really take the time to think about what is in your control and what isn't, there's probably more that's in your control than you think. And it's possible for you to take control of those things and to shift them and to create space in your days for the things that really do matter to you. And that's what I'm all about because I believe as we move towards less in our homes, in our schedules, and in our mindset, less clutter in our mindset even, as we move towards less in all of those areas, we in turn move towards more space for joy, more space for the people we love, and to do the things that we love, just more space for peace. So I hope that this episode encouraged you in that way. And I just love that Tanya has tools available to help you get there because she's all about less too. She's about doing less. So check out her book, check out her planners, everything else she does. She's amazing. Next week on the show, I am talking to another author, Amanda Anderson, and we chat all about friendship. I cannot wait to share that one with you because it's something that we have not talked about yet on the show. And it's also something that I think is super important. It's one of those things that matter in life. So I can't wait to share next week's episode with you. Hope you enjoyed this one. I will meet you right back here next week, friend. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.